1: and welcome back to your favorite podcast this is donovan McNabb, your host joined with Armando cigar you're joining us here at the five spot the super bowl edition two exciting teams that have made it to the pinnacle uh and being able to accomplish that one common goal and that is to hold up that trophy at the end you have brock purdy a quarterback for the san francisco 49ers and patrick mahomes Quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, a lot of firepower on both sides of the ball and offense, but two defenses that have made the name for themselves all season. And so it's going to be exciting all, the, all around, but we'll dive into some of the things that you need to know about these two football teams. Armando, just give me your, your thoughts going into this game, and then I'll explain a little bit of what this week means as a player standpoint, uh, getting ready for this week.
0: Yes, well, you young whippersnapper. <laughs> this is going to be like my 30th Super Bowl. Maybe maybe 31st or 32nd. I'm not sure. Uh, I, I've been to a lot of Super Bowls, which uh, which means two things. Two things. One, I'm old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you're there. You're there, but it's okay. It's okay, Armando.
0: And number two... It's amazing how many media companies will pay you to send me to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and, and I'm happy to do it, brother. I'm happy to do it. Um by the way, we're staying at a certain hotel whose name will not be mentioned here. <laughs> but let me share something with you this morning. This morning, the hotel that I'm staying at and that you will be staying at bro. This this happened at four forty in the morning. The alarm you have just heard is part the building's <laughs> early alert system. The reason for the alarm is now being
1: investigated. We will be you advised. Thank you. So did you have to evacuate? I was imagine? at four oh.
0: forty in the morning. Forty in the morning, and they're like, you know, ringing alarms all over the place, and we're investigating this alarm. Of course, n- there's never been any like anything going on in Las Vegas that is dangerous to people. Like, I don't know, people with arm armed people or <laughs> coyotes. Or Angry Coyotes, <laughs> Swallowing Baby. I, I don't know. So when that ha- when you wake up to that, it doesn't make for an awesome start to the day. It's not a great breakfast. But, yeah, so that's going to go down in my book of Super Bowl memories
1: for sure. Well, yeah. let me add to that, and I, I'll double down on on my experience of playing in the Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl 39, I believe it was, uh, in which I I played in, uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, we went down to Jacksonville. Now, take it, we had been in NFC Championship multiple times already, so now we've gotten over the hump, looking forward to the opportunity, um, you know, to make it to this particular point. And we're finally here. We get down to Jacksonville. We've taken care of our off week of tickets and hotels and, you know, making sure family is okay and safe. And now, now we're focusing on the players, meaning the individual, us. Now, we get on the plane. Everyone's excited. You know, back in the day, we had the video cameras, which these kids don't know what that means now. But we had, we had the video cameras, uh, <laughs> you know, kind of recording everything on the plane, getting off the plane, the fans, you know, the welcome team. We get to the hotel in Jacksonville. Everyone is fine, situated. We get to our meeting. We talk about our itinerary for the week, the days we have off, uh, what time meetings start, what time we eat, uh, and so on and so on. Families get in, I believe, on Wednesday. Uh, and, and you know, we are everyone's on the phone making sure their wives and kids are okay and blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't know if people remember back in Florida, when I think they had the, I think it was the hurricane that happened down there and wiped out a few few different things in Florida. Well, this was a revamped hotel we had our families in. And there were roaches and carpets were just damp. It smelled in the hotel where our families were. So now we go through a couple days of figuring out where we're going to put our families so I ended up getting a, renting a house for my family. I just had my first first child. She was a baby, an infant. Uh, I had my mom and dad, my brother, my wife. Uh, and we, I moved them to a house outside of that, that hotel. People complained that the hotel smelled and it's not good for kids and blah, blah, blah. So now we got a couple of days before we even play of trying to figure out if our family's safe and where we need to put them. Uh so I understand a little bit of early on in the week of what you have to go through sometimes. We didn't get attacked by no coyotes or we didn't have the the fire alarm going off, but you wouldn't expect that to happen, you know, in Vegas early on in the Super Bowl week of a fire alarm possibly being pulled now would you Armando?
0: Yeah, no, that that definitely will go down in my terrible terrible Super Bowl memories, I remember, so obviously my memories of Super Bowls are different than yours because I'm a civilian and, <laughs> and you, were, <laughs> you were signed up and it's different for you than it, it's ever been for me. My my greatest Super Bowl memory involved the limousine on a Saturday night before the Super Bowl. Uh-oh. <laughs> which, uh-oh. Which, yeah, which I rented and soon discovered that the limousine had a a sunroof. And so, you know, 30-year-old Armando decided he wanted to ride the limousine like while popped up <laughs> through the sunroof, uh, driving around Atlanta. <laughs>
1: uh, it was cold uh, in Atlanta, right? Uh,
0: that week it was cold for about two or three days, but I was well lubricated um, that evening, so it didn't matter to me, and so we're driving around the limo, $800 for one night, I still remember, Um, and I was having a great time, but the police who started to chase us (laughs) were, (laughs) were not nearly as in good a mood, and so they pulled us over and they wanted to arrest the driver and arrest me (laughs) and uh uh that that was that was a fun time i i talked my way out of it um i i did uh and the best way to talk your way out of stuff sometimes with with some cops is i did it i'm sorry i'm a bad person (laughs) I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be riding around in a limo out the sunroof. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and it ended up, you know, it was it was very uh, it wasn't a, a, one of those nights that involved any sort of burlesque or anything like that or risque anything. We went to a restaurant, of all things, a, a Cuban restaurant in
1: Atlanta. Where'd you, you find where'd you find that on Yelp or something? Where, where the,
0: <laughs> yeah, bro, this is nineteen ninety
1: four. There ain't no Yelp in nineteen ninety four. Open table? where would you find that? Jeez.
0: Uh, yeah, I just, I just, I don't even know we had internet back then. I don't remember.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I'm about to say I don't think we we I think we have MySpace uh, yeah. back then. the the
0: the name of the restaurant was. Armando's? How about that?
1: <laughs> oh gosh, it worked out well for you until the car ride, I guess.
0: Uh, well, the car ride was was the the it was good until it wasn't good. Exactly. You no, know, washed it down with some Cuban food, but that <laughs> was that, and um, yeah, that this up uh, this fire alarm thing at four in the morning, four forty in the morning. This will go down in in the in the book somewhere
1: well let's keep that alarm going because this is the time for both teams really to figure things out i know there's been a a little complaint with the san francisco 49ers and their field uh saying it was too soft uh which i've never heard any complaints from any teams when it comes to super bowl practices um and obviously it dates back to that i remember coming out in 1999 and, and when i watched even back back as far as to Doug Williams, John Elway, when he went all the way back further than that. No one's ever complained because for the Super Bowl, the NFL always finds the best facilities and the more secured facilities for both teams to practice at. So that complaint to me when I heard uh, just yesterday and then Roger Goodell talking about you know getting things corrected and, and trying to make sure that it's comfortable for the San Francisco 49ers, but they seek out the best best places for those particular teams. But let's dive into the quarterbacks, obviously the best position out on the field and the one that's going to be talked about the most. You have a first-round draft pick in, in uh, Patrick Mahomes, who's continued to flourish in his seven-year career of being to the Super Bowl multiple times and winning uh, the Super Bowl the last two years and, and being able to hold up that trophy. An MVP, uh, a guy who's emerges probably right now the best quarterback in the league, Uh, and being under Andy Reid's tutelage, uh, he's continued to just open up his game while making everyone around him better. Compared to Brock Purdy, uh, who's just in his third year in his career, uh, an Arizona native, a guy that I watched while he was here in high school, uh, Gatorade Player of the Year here in Arizona, Uh, being on this biggest stage and continue to, to just open and evolve his game. Uh, ranks amongst the top in a lot of different categories all season, now leading his team to the Super Bowl. In your eyes, is this more of the experience of the quarterback or is it more of who can control the clock and eliminate turnovers in this game?
0: Yeah, Donovan, in like six days um, after that game is played, we are either going to recognize this game as a great Cinderella story for Brock Purdy, uh, coming out of nowhere, Mr. Irrelevant, uh, you know, starting as a rookie, getting his his arm jacked up, hurt, going into the offseason not knowing what he was going to do, and coming back in his second season and taking it, and I would say taking it that extra in, step. Yeah, to absolutely, uh, and then going to the Super Bowl and maybe winning it, or or (laughs) it's going to be, this was one of the worst Super Bowl quarterback matchups ever. How did we ever think that Brock Purdy could possibly compete with two-time MVP, six-time Pro Bowler, two time AP offensive player of the year Patrick Mahomes one of the greatest of all time who now has three Super Bowl wins it's it that's what it's going to be and, yeah. and it, man i i went back and i looked it's 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 drastic some of the Super Bowl quarterback matchups that have been in the past and i would say this one has the potential to be the most uneven, like you did this, the most uneven that we've ever seen when we get the, through the lens of history because uh, some of the names, it matches up with this. the
1: names in this game. Let me tell right. you. Well, it, it's funny um, because I don't, I look at the experience factor uh, in certain situations of game, not the whole game. In certain situations of game, when you're down, uh mid third quarter uh you just kind of got a turnover how are you gonna bounce back uh what plays are you gonna call as a quarterback are you gonna try to force the ball downfield or just hit the check down different things like that I think are are things that kind of weigh on the shoulders of most of these quarterbacks but when I you talk about kind of disparity between the two I look at Brock Purdy and and I know a lot of people have talked bad about Brock Purdy and And at times, I understand a little bit of the, you know, the energy that's brought out. But he's been consistent enough where I had him for weeks, you know, being leading in the MVP until he had that three-game drought. And then he came back, bounced back, uh, and then started to work himself. The MVP and the X Factor of that football team still is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I know that Debo Samuels and Kittles and and Ayuk uh, and and obviously their left tackle uh, and Trent Williams. But Christian McCaffrey is the straw that stirs this drink. And if they're able to establish the run game, it takes so much pressure off of Brock Purdy, where now the intermediate passing game, something that he flourishes in, becomes more effective. Uh, and, and so if San Francisco can sustain that part of their offense, it helps them out in so many ways because their defense feeds off of their offense. You know, their defense, a lot of people don't talk about it, but their defense has struggled in stopping the run throughout the playoffs. Uh, You know, you look at the Green Bay game, you look at the Detroit game, those two teams really ran the football effectively on San Francisco. And once things started to turn in the second half, then all of a sudden they started to, to kind of shut down a little bit of the run game because offensively they started getting things going. Now you look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Is Pacheco gonna be the X factor to be able to run the football to neutralize again, getting after that defense? Because we all know if if they're running the football effectively in Kansas City, and you're that means you're focusing now on the run. Travis Kelsey's gonna start to catch it, and that's nine to ten catches. And then all of a sudden, Rice has emerged now as becoming uh, a number one receiver for him. And then now he continues to spread the ball around. Because now you're focusing on the run, now you're trying to stop Travis Kelsey, then Rice is catching the ball, and then at the end of it all, who's standing there holding up up his finger at the end? And that would be Patrick Mahomes. So I just look at it in regards of this being more of who can establish both sides of the ball early. If they can do that now, then now that gives them the upper hand going throughout the game, unless the game becomes you know, where it's in reach and you make a couple decisions going back to what Detroit did uh, and Campbell to give them that opportunity to bring themselves back.
0: Yeah, I look at this as um, the superstars against the stars. And what I mean by that is I think that we might be able to agree that the San Francisco 49ers overall have more
1: uh, stars Recogn- and, recognizable names
0: yes and you know just more talent than Kansas right. City let's just put it out there right. the 49ers have more talent than Kansas City um but Kansas City has the guy yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know uh, he uh, and Patrick Mahomes and maybe even the second guy in Travis Kelsey. San Francisco's got a good, good second guy too in George Kittle but they've also got, you know, Christian McCaffrey, like you mentioned, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayoub, Trent Williams. It's like they cascade an avalanche on you while Kansas City's like, Mahomes, that's all we need to say, Mahomes. That's, that's it. That's all we need to say. Yeah. It,
1: it, and I won't compare the two, but it is, it is like you just talked about. It's like, well, it's like, you know, being from Chicago, it's like, well, the Bulls are playing the Lakers, it's like Magic, and you just name it off names, and it's just like, aha! <laughs> but they've got Jordan, Michael Jordan. <laughs> 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 Give him the Arsenio Hall finger. Where it's like. <laughs> But you're right. Absolutely. You're right. And, and I, I, you know, being a, being a NFL alum, it's just what you talked about. That's what the conversation is outside, but I'm going to add to it because that's kind of where we go as a, as a player. It's kind of like, it's just like anybody that played Tom Brady and I was one of them. But at that time, Tom was just kind of, he was just kind of climbing as that guy. You know, it was Bill Belichick. It was always your plan, Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. You know, and then all of a sudden you look back and Tom's got like 14 AFC appearance, AFC championship appearances. He's got four Super Bowl, five Super Bowl appearances. And then now then it becomes, well, it doesn't matter who you name, they've got Tom Brady. And that's where he's at right now, which is amazing because he's just in his seventh year. For anyone to just be known and be the whole face of the franchise when you recognize them of saying, well, Kansas City just only have Patrick Mahomes. And that stands so strong when you try to name anybody else.
0: You know, um, I mentioned earlier about the quarterback matchups. Let me let me run down some of them for you. So in 1991, we had Jim Kelly, at quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Hall of Famer, you know, future Hall of – against Jeff Hostetler. <laughs> Jeff Hostetler. Hostetler. Yeah. Yeah. And who won uh, that game? Yeah, I know. The Giants. Yes, the better,
1: Jeff Hostetler.
0: The better – I'm, I'm going to say it.
1: The Bill better, co- better coach, coach team. team. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Bill Parcells is Bill Parcells. But at at Mark, and he had
0: Belichick as his defensive coordinator. Yeah,
1: they yeah. came up with stuff,
0: and then wide right, um, Steve <laughs> Young against Stan Humphries uh, in nineteen ninety four in Miami. Stan that was Chargers, right?
1: The yes, Chargers. sir. Yeah. Uh,
0: another year in Miami, John Elway versus Chris Chandler. I mean, come on.
1: Hey. But you know what's funny with that game? I was there at that game. Um that was the game in Miami. I, I went, I was a senior coming out to the draft. And I just like that. Minnesota Vikings should have been in that in that Super Bowl. Yes. The Minnesota yes. Vikings should have been in that Super Bowl and they end up losing. They missed the field goal.
0: Yes, they did. you and that was the only field goal that their kicker missed
1: that missed year. All year. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um Tom Brady against Jake Delome. Or Del
1: Homie, as as some people would say. There should have been another team in that Super Bowl, but I'm not going to really get into that. Yeah,
0: we don't want to talk about that. Uh, So, and then maybe the wildest one, Nick Foles against Tom Brady in 2017. Nick Foles,
1: nice guy. (laughs) But Tom Brady? I mean, but he... That was, again, you just mentioned the Jake DeLone one, and that was I should have been a part of that one. But as you continued to climb, that's when Tom Brady and Belichick started to climb, where now Tom started making his name for himself. And in that particular game, Nick Foles versus um, Tom Brady, Tom threw for about 8 million miles in that game and didn't turn the ball over until the sack fumbled. And so Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles end up winning the Super Bowl. But again, the big name played well in that game, but it was just one mistake in that game. And that goes back to, again, is it about experience or who can methodically move the ball and not turn the football over? Because if that one mistake could cost you the game.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? a year post his retirement, we're still talking about Tom Brady, and how he is still like this shadow uh, over. I don't know. You know, they call it the Lombardi Trophy, <laughs> uh, and and rightfully so. Yeah, but dude, that's really also the the Tom Brady Trophy.
1: Or oh. they should call it the Tom Brady rings. Would you, would, would you, and see, this is the thing that I think, especially with the way this season has gone in the coaching realm, would you now name it after the player? Or I think more of the Super Bowl MVP being named after Tom, more than the trophy. The trophy would be named more after Bill Belichick, I think, than, than Tom. Now, as far as that ghost is concerned, I mean, everybody in every every major league sport has that one ghost. You know, baseball. Everyone talks about Babe Ruth. Uh, in in football, it's gonna be Tom Brady, no matter what quarterback plays. Basketball is Michael Jordan. You know, in in soccer, it's Pele. Um, you know, and and the and the list goes on. Like hockey, is Gretzky. It and it's amazing because it's the guy who's been to so many championships or become the face because of either the scoring or, you know, he dominated for years, anybody now climbing up in in this generation has always got to live up to what they've done or try to eclipse it.
0: You know what's, what's scary is that if he had just decided to, if he had just said,
1: yeah,
0: uh, I'm going to play one more year after all, uh, he would be here with a team. <laughs> he would be here. And I'm that's not a we're not I'm not joking. The San Francisco 49ers wanted Tom Brady to sign with them this year. Uh and and you're looking at me like, man, you a fool. Uh that's a so- that's a
1: Kyle Shannon and John Lynch type of, you know, under the table deal. They they would they would try to do that. And I know they were trying to get Aaron Rodgers too. Uh
0: fair. Uh, but I mean, that would have required a trade. Tom Brady was a free agent and they wanted to sign Brady. They asked Brady and he said, nah, you know, I'm good. But if he had just had this wild hair desire to try it one more time, yeah he could be here with the San Francisco 49ers. And now our our viewers and listeners are going, man, they wouldn't have made it with Tom Brady. They wouldn't have got, you know, Brock Purdy would have been, was better and this and that. Well, you forget Brock Purdy would have still been on the team. He just would have been the backup. And if something happened to Brady, Brock Purdy would have been playing. The idea of the 49ers was Brock Purdy can't throw in the off season his arm is in a sling. Right we, need, right. we need insurance. And what better insurance than, you know, Tom Brady to come in and, and have him as the starter. And Brock Purdy was fine with that.
1: Fine. Oh, you got to be. I mean, because he looked up to Tom Brady. And so it, it becomes more of the fan than the player. And remember, I think Brock Purdy understood his role in his position at that time. Uh, because playing last year coming in for injury and then playing the way he did, he didn't establish himself as the starter like that. Cause remember in the summer, it was competition with, with Trey Lance, with Sam Darnold and giving, giving, you know, obviously Brock Purdy that opportunity to recover and rehab his elbow. And so if you bring Tom in now, that pushes him back at least another year or so. And so, Would this story be what it is right now? Maybe not, especially if Tom was there and Tom made it to the Super Bowl. I mean, Trey Lance probably still would be in San Francisco at this point if if that happened because Sam Darnold wouldn't have been there. And so I I just think it's amazing conversation that you bring, but let's continue to give Brock Purdy his flowers right now of being able to go through the rehab with the elbow surgery. And to come back from the slow grind in the beginning of the offseason and all the way through camp and to find himself here at this position, it says a lot about him. It says a lot about the confidence of the coaching staff they have in him and the confidence of the players. Cause remember, I remember, I mean, they had who was it, Debo Samuels had the jacket that was made by by their 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 fullback's wife with Brock Purdy's number on it, showing support for him. So these players really follow behind him, and his leadership stands strong.
0: Yeah. By the way, I I voted uh, for Brock Purdy for Comeback Player of the Year. He's not going to win it.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: 100%. Yeah. He's not going to win it. He's not even a finalist. Uh, Everybody's voting for either Damar Hamlin or Joe Flacco. Um, I just think, you know, first of all, what did Joe Flacco come back from?
1: uh sitting on the couch being like me and you and then getting back out there and playing that I understand that but he didn't he didn't play enough games um and DeMar Hamlin as well I understand the DeMar Hamlin situation of of coming back but he wasn't playing playing you know he he was in there sparingly but wasn't playing playing um and, and I'm sure there's other candidates that that are worthy of it but um, I would say I would say most improved player if we're going to give a stronger award to Brock Purdy because he's had a better year this year than he did last year, and no one expected him to be able to bounce back the way he did this year.
0: Yeah, thirty-one touchdown passes. The uh, he's got eleven interceptions. Yeah, but four of those I think came in one game. Yeah, the Ravens where he just melted down. That was just i yeah. up. up. I'm eating a cheesecake in the fourth quarter because I suck today and I need to feel better about myself. Uh, that's how I would approach
1: so, it. So, so you're going to slice a cheesecake?
0: I'm going to go with the cheesecake, maybe get some strawberries on top of it or marmalade or whatever, but I'm not facing that defense anymore today.
1: <laughs> that's not what I'm so doing. So do you eat it with a fork or do you eat it with hand? Well, if
0: you're on the sideline, I'm I'm sure that they don't have a, a butler coming out with this white, you know, the, the the white towel around.
1: I'm sure they don't have cheesecakes just sitting under the cooler either.
0: Hey, I I'm the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Get me a cheesecake. <laughs> uh and and they bring it out and you just put it in your in your face and you're
1: you um, take your face mask off. You just force brother, it to your face mask.
0: Anything to make me forget that I've thrown four interceptions against the Baltimore Ravens, and that is wholly 30% of the interceptions that I'm going to throw all year in <laughs> one game. That's a bad day's work. Uh, but, yeah, he's had a great season. Yes. Other than that. Right. And comeback player of the – not comeback player. Most improved is what you said. That well, totally yeah. makes sense. Except
1: they don't have that award but whatever you know so let's 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 stay with the eating because you know my my man on in red he you know he doesn't turn down too many meals a little bit you know i know big big red likes loves his cheeseburgers let's look at the coaching matchup of andy reed and the successes he's had through his i mean let's let's say really the last 20 years um and then now kyle shanahan which people don't realize Kyle has been in this position not as a head coach, well, one, as a head coach, but two, as an offensive coordinator, where they had to lead in in uh, Atlanta and lost it to who? Who we always keep bringing up, Tom Brady. Uh, and then being in this position against the Kansas City Chiefs in Miami, as you talked about a couple times in those Super Bowls, and lo- really losing that game because they were up in that Super Bowl and lost that game to Kansas City. Is this one in which you can say third time is a charm? Or is this just going to be Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes being just like Bill Belichick and Tom, just uh, waiting for you to make that mistake and have that error where they now, you know, kind of overcome that and be able to take advantage of it?
0: Well, so I think that. People that are watching and fans are watching and they're going, these guys don't think about that. These guys don't care about that. I guarantee you that Kyle Shanahan is aware that he blew a 28-3 to lead as an offensive coordinator in a Super Bowl. Right. And then he blew, a, was it a 10 or a 13-point lead to the Kansas City Chiefs as the head coach? in the fourth quarter, in a Super Bowl. I guarantee you he's aware of that, and it's and it's on
1: his mind. Absolutely. Uh, and, right? Absolutely. And, and who did they blame? Who did they blame for that? Because they never really blamed Kyle. They blamed Matt Ryan, and they blamed Jimmy Garoppolo for those two. <laughs> yeah except until now <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs>
0: yes sir uh Kyle send your email to donovan McDev- no. <laughs> at I, I i blew you up.com
1: <laughs> no no i just i i presented the question. And then there you go with the answer.
0: No, no, no. Yep. Look, they they're absolutely thinking about this. I mean, there's been coaches that, like, for example, have lost Super Bowls. They're aware of their 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 failings, their flaws. I, I remember, um, I was too young for it, but talking to him decades later, Don Shula. You know, going into the 1972 season
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that perfect season Super Bowl against the Washington Redskins, his thought was, number one, win the game. Number two was not go undefeated and have a perfect season. His second thought was, I'm 0-3 in Super Bowls, and and I better win one, or I might not be long for the NFL because I can't win the big one. That's right. the reputation I've got. They are aware of what the reputation is, and they are aware of what the the narrative is, and that's the
1: narrative for Kyle Shanahan right now. And and it, it's it's one in which we all kind of somehow some people can avoid it, some cannot. Uh, as I might mention, the quarterbacks are the ones that get that that bullseye when they break down every little thing negative. Uh, that the quarterback did they may highlight some of the positive but they'll focus a little bit on on those flaws like you talked about as far as the coach is concerned if he's up for a head coaching job or if he's up for an extension yes then that's when we kind of talk about well they he hasn't been able to get over the hump he hasn't been out of the second round he hasn't won a super bowl and that's kind of going now to the big guy where they use that against him a little bit when he left Philadelphia went to Kansas City. Uh, It was, well, he had four four or five tries in the NFC Championship. Uh, He he was able to go to one Super Bowl, wasn't able to win it. You know, can he get him over the hump? Which Kansas City had never really had, like, elongated success. And they've had some great players that have played there. But once he got to Kansas City, you've seen a whole different quarterback in Alex Smith. That whole organization changed. They go and draft Patrick Mahomes, which people were questioning, why'd you move up for Patrick Mahomes? Like, why Patrick? Why not Deshaun? Uh, And these are questions that they asked. And then as the season went on, after Alex Smith had a great season uh, and then playing well that next season, remember the Denver Broncos game, he started Patrick Mahomes. sat Alex that game to let him rest. And Patrick, I think, threw for almost 300 yards, a couple touchdowns. Uh, we've seen like a glimpse of what the future may hold. And that next year, I think he, he decided to go with Patrick. Uh, and we see what history has made. So it's easy. It takes one game to change the narrative around. And that's what Kyle Shanahan could do at this particular point. But as far as what Andy and his resume looks like, he wins this game. I mean, I think we'll be talking a little bit more of how long will he go. And I think Andy has about two, three more years left, maybe four. Um, and I think it will all depend on how things continue to go with, with number 15.
0: Why would Andy Reid, I mean, he's 65 years old, uh, and he has the best quarterback in the NFL. Why would he retire, regardless of what happens on Sunday, right? I mean, regardless, you've got the best uh, He can take you to the Super Bowl with freaking Kadarius Tony inactive six consecutive games at the end of the season and cursing at people and saying you're a liar. It's and and, you know, Marquez Valdez Scantling dropping huge passes sometimes and and the team leading the league in drop passes. You don't. All of that, and you're still in the Super Bowl. Right. Tyree Hill going for 2,000 yards with the Dolphins or trying to, and you don't even miss him. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on, man. That's... If if Andy Reid retires after this season, it, it's
1: like... Uh, after this season, no. No. I think he... Like I said, I said between three and five years. I'll say between yeah. three and five years. Um, And... and I know we look look at Bill Belichick, who's 72. We look at Pete Carroll, who's 72. Um, You mentioned Don Shula. I think Don Shula was in his 60s when he decided to step away. Uh, But really, you got to think of just the duration. I mean, he's been a head coach now, which is wild to me uh, that I say this. But he's been a head coach now for over almost 20. It's been about 25 years almost. Um, and so it's amazing that we can say that because a lot of coaches, they get I thought they get their pension at 30 years, being 30 years in the NFL. And so he's been an assistant coach. People don't realize that he's been an assistant coach in Green Bay before that. And so now we're talking about 30 years of coaching, 25, about 24, 25 of, of being a head coach. So now you add that four to five more years into it. He had thirty years of being a head coach and being to the Super Bowl more than four, five times. That's that kind of says a lot for your resume. And and really, to be honest, he's another one that we talked about when we talk about that ghost. He's not he's not chasing anything but Bill Belichick, and and it really, just, it's beyond him and Bill amongst everyone else. Don Shula's still right up under there, but these two are going at it. Of the greatest coach of all time, I
0: there's nothing about that I can argue about or 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 say other than this, just this. Um, I'm from Florida.
1: Ah, ah, here we go again. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm from Miami. <laughs> hey, last time you brought that up in the AFC Championship game, it didn't work out well for. <laughs> for I don't your- remember
0: that. <laughs> uh, that
1: that never happened.
0: Uh, produce the tape. Uh, I know this. Lately, when you talk about greatness in coaching, all people think about is is the Super Bowl wins, and that's fair. That's the ultimate prize, right? So, right. Bill Belichick, he's done it a lot. How much right. did it help him get a job this year? By the way, he's too. <laughs> yeah yeah and, and something of a douche yeah. <laughs> but but there's that uh, also uh there's other ways to to i think rank these guys and it's uh wins overall and right. still 66 year old when he retired don chula leads that pack right. is the winningest coach and there's only there's a club of one coach in the entire history of the NFL since the merger that has ever gone undefeated, start to finish, and that is the club of perfect Bill Don Shula. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying.
1: Nobody ever brings Don Shula up when it comes to Bill Belichick. Uh. I, I mean,
0: come down to Miami, my oh, man. Oh, like, I knew
1: you were going to say that. That's all people talk about. We come to Miami. We ain't talking no football. We, uh, yeah,
0: look at you. OK. <laughs> <laughs> OK. Yes. Yes. Uh,
1: no, but I, 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 I understand exactly what you're talking about. I mean, me being a Bears fan. Uh, we had that perfect season until... Oh, we- you're a
0: big George Halas fan, huh?
1: <laughs> well, you know, you, you talk about back with Walter Payton and those guys. Uh, they had that perfect season, and they lost to Miami, uh, I think, on a Monday night game uh, that messed their season up. Uh, that was the first a-
0: football game I ever covered.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, I remember that thing vividly because, you know, we were on the road to, to going perfect as well. Uh, and then they end up losing... And I think they were attacked more of something by the name of South Beach when they went down there. (laughs) I think a couple of guys went down to South Beach and enjoyed Miami a little bit too much uh, and led to a loss. But I just think it's an exciting time right now where we are with the NFL is concerned. Super Bowl is right ahead of us. Uh, We got a lot of things happening here this week. Uh, I'm headed down to Vegas. Armando's already there getting the alarm pulled on them at four in the morning. Hopefully that doesn't happen when I get there. We got a lot of new guests coming on to the show. Uh, Kyle Turley, uh, all the alums, Kyle Turley, Ricky Williams, Kurt Warner, Sean Alexander, Teron Alexander, uh, Orlando Brown Jr. Orlando Brown Jr. is the son of Orlando Brown who played with the Cleveland Browns. I think he might have played with Baltimore as well. Um, He played actually with the Kansas City Chiefs when they were in the Super Bowl, and now he's the offensive tackle for the Cincinnati Bengals. Andre Reed, uh, alum, Hall of Famer, wide receiver from the Buffalo Bills, and a lot more. So join us back here at the Five Spot. We have a lot to talk about to to get ready for this particular game. So many storylines. Hopefully there's no more Coyotes out there in Vegas, so I don't have to worry about that. But make sure you tune in for more here at the fire spot